0: Uh shit
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host Anna Portra, and I'm joined by Matt Smith,
0: Baba Booey, <laughs> Baba Booey.
1: <laughs> and we've now taken a, a, a some sort of a time traveling device back <laughs> to the to the mid '90s, and here we are. I, ho- I hope you've enjoyed your stay here in the mid '90s. Enjoy uh, our, our really just- close
0: you know i just figure this week's been such shit uh on so many fronts that maybe we deserve to go back to the mid-90s just a little bit uh everybody's money went a little further uh and the only thing going on scandalous in the white house was uh some dick sucking
1: yeah well you know Or at least that we know of. (laughs) Soon it's going to come out. Listen, at at this point, I'm waiting for everybody to just be like, "Oh yeah, this person murdered seventeen teens back (laughs) back 25 years ago," and you're just like, "Oh well, that that doesn't sound surprising at this point because uh, I I quite honestly,
0: uh, I quite honestly think that the uh, the only surprising thing (laughs) at this point is that people have not taken their dicks out in front of people. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's uh... like I,
0: like I, I don't know what it is i just like i you know i think i'm getting to the point where unlike last year uh this time when i see somebody's name first thing in the morning i kind of hope that that they're just dead <laughs> like like maybe they just died you know what's, maybe this is a good outcome you know what's us, great is that news wise is that because
1: yeah. uh I so often get pegged with the, Adam, you're so negative. When someone can come in <laughs> out negative me sometimes, you know, it's, we live in a grand world where it's just like, yeah, you know what? Maybe <laughs> Adam's the calm and cool and collected one who's who's not on the edge of <laughs> a knife.
0: <laughs> I just, it's, I mean, like, like seriously, what a relief. For one day to wake up and just be like that celebrity whose name is in the news, oh, what happened? Oh, he's just dead. Do you, do oh you, well, thank Christ, thank <laughs> fucking Jesus. Did you get
1: like? Did you get that like a uh, little thing where uh, it was going around? It was great because it was a great troll. Where you know it was just it was in that like week where it was just like boom, 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 another shot, another shot, another shot, and then uh-huh. and then you saw you saw the face and you saw the title. And, like, your stomach just went because it said, Tom Hanks is accused yet again of being a nice guy. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, I thought we were all going to die for a second.
0: I, I swear to Christ, if Tom Hanks uh, has an issue we're like this, I, I might just, like, uh, go the way of uh, of poisoning myself. I might just take myself out of the <laughs> equation altogether. Like, there's no more hope. That guy has to be solid like that just the one let me have that one guy
1: it was a great like onion style article it wasn't the onion but it was in in that style of course and they were just like and then on the set he came to my trailer and brought me an egg salad sandwich it was it was was well written just as, as that kind of goofy sort of thing but uh we're here this week to do nothing but bring you people joy Uh, And we have three movies to attempt to do it, and we're going to see if we can uh, handle that out here. Uh, Two years ago, uh, I raved up and down about Nightcrawler. That was my favorite movie of 2015. That movie uh, is awesome. And and, uh, we're back yet again, and this director's brought us uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Maybe one of the worst uh, titles in movie history. We'll find out
0: if it is terrible title.
1: We'll find out if the title, uh, if if the movie lives beyond the title. And of course, you know it's Denzel Washington is in it. And if that don't, you know, get your ticket right there in and of itself, I don't know what can. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Then we'll talk the latest one from Disney Pixar. We got Coco, one that when the name was announced, you're like, hey, here's a movie. It's going to be called Coco. You're just like, I don't know what this is about. I just don't know that that sounds like it's going to be good. Is it good? Is it not? Uh, We'll certainly find out. And we'll finally be wrapping everything up here with our review of uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. One of our longest titles, I think, that we've ever done, except for uh, the Jim Carrey one. That one had a pretty long title, too. (laughs)
0: Which I which I saw this week. Oh, finally. so,
1: well, let's get into that then, shall we? Matt, what have you been watching this week? Look at the segues going left and right. Oh,
0: my lord. Uh, so I saw Jim and Andy. I'm not doing the whole title, even though Tony Clifton's contractually obligated to appear in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know what? Uh, this this movie, um, you talked about it last week. Uh, for those of you just to jog your memory, although I'm sure uh, if you give a shit, you've seen it already. Um It's a documentary that is sort of about Making uh, the Andy Kaufman Biopic uh, Man on the Moon Um, It's told Entirely Through an interview with Jim Carrey And then using the footage Behind the scenes taken at the time Uh, It is Actually like a really Remarkable film I think It's weird Um, right? Well it's weird and like all of the best ways possible, I think, right? Like, like it's using that footage to not, I mean, all of that stuff comes up and it does give you like a portrait of of making that film. So it does play as a as a making of documentary of sorts. But what it's really good at and and it benefits from is like having this intensely personal interview with Carrie mm-hmm. about the process of like, completely inhabiting andy kaufman's persona for the entirety of shooting this film and not breaking out of it really unless people requested that andy or tony get in touch with jim carrey so that he can uh uh, meet with them and talk about something yeah um just the the bizarre lengths of it right but it's also like very moving uh like the, the this film that's all about like the give and take between art and reality and artist and portrayal and uh the craft of acting and what that may or may not even actually be and what's necessary to even be an actor but also like the like, the one thing that makes it just, like, transcendent, I think, is, like, these bizarre moments where Jim Carrey starts getting, like, really philosophical.
1: I call about- it beard Jim Carrey, because since he's gotten the beard, like, since he's got the full beard, of which he even e- admits right now that uh, he could pretty much say anything. It's made him uh, very, very godlike, very Jesus-like, and he said, I could literally tell people that eating ass cures cancer, and they'd believe it. <laughs>
0: Well, look, we're millennials. I fucking get it. All right, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> about the eating ass here in Kansas. Of course. Uh, but um, I, I just think like, like he really he is existing on a level that is beyond what most people in Hollywood ever get to, which is like this this actual understanding of themselves, and it may not be an understanding that makes sense to everybody. I'm not sure that it makes entirely like that much sense to me, but I can tell from the documentary that it makes sense to him and that he is fine. I mean like his whole outlook of, of like, um, like nothing actually matters beyond what I make it matter, Mm -hmm. uh, is, is I think, uh, one of the best attitudes you could have, right? Like there, who cares if there's a beyond uh, a life beyond this or anything like that? Uh what why am I worrying about that right now? Um I I enjoy his ruminations uh on um on not necessarily there there being anything like uh like free will. Like right? Like uh, everything's just a series is he, of choices. Yeah, he's like, like maybe like, it is and this maybe, is maybe like it, it isn't. is like isn't what's that
1: he yeah because he's he's very like well maybe it is maybe it isn't i don't really know it's just like do we have free will can we do everything or is everything predestined i i don't know and like yeah you know it's really it's 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 hippie but you know i mean i hell, well, a lot well there's people something like,
0: that. like that's very uh like philosophically like buddhist and and uh east eastern religion about that and and quite honestly like old school uh christianity as well uh, at least in the monastic tradition, where you know you sit there and you question. Like, I mean, there's that great exchange he has, like, or the example that he gives. Like, okay, um, so so I have. I, I do I drink this tea, right? Because it's because I want to drink the tea, or do I drink the tea because I'm thirsty, and the thirst is what makes me drink the tea? Is that my choice if I'm drinking it because of? being thirsty right yeah and and i don't know i just i think that that documentary really is something else man like i'm gonna have to revisit it uh uh you know i that movie is okay right like like it's an 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 all right flick i enjoy it right um but but like i think this documentary is is uh like maybe 10 times as good as man in the moon and and uh worth whatever horse shit other people had to put up with during the making of that movie just for this thing to exist.
1: Yeah. Here, here's Jim Carrey oh, at Fashion Carrey. Week. You hear, have you seen this? Yes. What? I've covered a lot of Fashion Weeks. This is the first time He's just I've pacing run around her. to Jim Carrey. Wait, mm-hmm. tell me. Is it true you're wandering the streets? You need a date to the party? What's up?
2: No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm doing just fine. Uh, I just, uh, you know, there's no meaning to any of this. So I, uh, I wanted to find the most meaningless thing that I could fu- come to and join and uh and uh and here i am
1: they're celebrating. i mean you gotta admit
2: it's completely meaningless well they say they're celebrating icons inside celebrating do you icons in boy icons? that is just the absolute lowest aiming you know possibility that we could come up with it's like icons what do you do you believe in icons i don't I believe be- in personalities i don't believe that you exist but there is a, a wonderful <laughs> fragrance in the air You don't believe certain icons have the (laughs) The power to make change,
1: to think differently, to be bold, to inspire others? Artistry? You're one of them.
2: On the good foot! Ha! (laughs) Yeah. You shut her down now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I, I don't believe in icons. Uh, I don't believe in personalities. I believe that peace lies beyond personality, beyond invention and disguise beyond the red S that you wear on your chest that makes bullets bounce off. I believe that it's deeper than that. I believe we're a field of energy dancing for itself. And uh, I don't care. But Jim, you got really dressed up for the occasion. You look good. No, I didn't get dressed up. I didn't get dressed up. Who did? There there is no me. There's no you. No. We're
1: not here. This is a dream. It's
2: just things happening. And there are clusters of tetrahedrons moving around together. Okay. So,
0: what's happening in our world right now? Because there is a lot of news that actually is relevant that's not that. Here's the thing
2: it's not our world. None of this is real? Nope. So, you're just passing it. We don't matter. We don't matter. Oh, wow. (laughs) All right. All right, all
0: right. So,
1: yeah, that's the the end of it, anyways. That
0: shit's amazing.
1: That's like, he's got, it's a two hour version of that. (laughs) but yeah. but with other things uh, oh uh smacked God, like, in between it and I, was, I
0: just I love it so goddamn much man I look at I that and I just go so much like
1: I remember the first time I did drugs
0: well but, but but here's 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 how I come down on this man like like I don't think that he's that far off from like making a real fucking point you know what I mean no nah, yeah like, like like his entire point is like uh like what the fuck are we doing right yeah <laughs> and, it's, and it's completely spot on yeah. uh and and in and in this year particularly to return to the to the uh setup of the show <laughs> i think we probably could use some of that like what the fuck are we doing like what in the literal fuck is going on um tap dancing all the way to the grave my friend to that end Uh, I'll take a second to not talk about another movie, but to plug a podcast I've been listening to hero movie podcast. (laughs) Where, where, well, like it's just, it's just like a really grounded discussion and analyzing of like various topics that are pertinent to people who are not in their goddamn fifties, uh, or older. Uh, and, and it's done by a friend of the show's main squeeze Maria from upstate New York's, uh, Dan American,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the Generation X Files. Have you listened to the show yet, Adam? I I've you can been, be honest. I on have. The, I on have, the air. I,
1: have, I will be honest. I will say I have downloaded. I have yet to listen because, and we'll we we'll get to it. I've seen. I've been watching so many damn movies.
0: It's it's a. Uh, it took me a minute to to listen as well. well a couple weeks, but uh, I got to say I really enjoy that show, and uh, people might enjoy it as well. Nice. Uh, what the fuck else have I been watching? Uh, went to go see Bad Moms Christmas. Uh, j- j- I went. I went after uh, Thanksgiving to kick off the holiday season, mm-hmm. and I gotta say, uh, the holidays are properly kicked off now. Um, that movie, uh, it just works for me. Yeah, it's funny. I enjoy everybody in it. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, Catherine Hans like transcendent. She's amazing. <laughs> In, in that role I don't know what it's not like The weird sluttiness because uh, Like there's a lot of that just in the movie Anyway uh, but like She's just amazing um, I I Really enjoyed uh, The relationship between uh, uh, Kristen Bell And uh, Cheryl Hines As her mom that was fun And weird and Bizarre and all, all the good ways yeah. That I can think <laughs> of Um And I just laughed. Uh, That movie is not doing well uh, (laughs) critically. I'm not. I can't remember if the original one did or not. I want to say not really. Um, But I don't give a shit. It made the money. That's what counts. It it made the money, and I don't. I don't care because I'll. I'll see another one. I'll see two more. I'll see three more. I don't give a shit. It's like candy. Okay, it ain't good for me. I fucking like it.
2: But I eat it, yo.
0: You know. Uh, speaking of, uh, not good for me and I'll watch three or four more and uh, I don't give a shit. Uh, I rewatched on, uh, Amazon prime. Cause it's up now. Uh, Jack Reacher, never go back. Ah. I don't know why I rewatched it. <laughs> I don't, I don't particularly like, uh, either one of those movies and like, a, these are good movies ways, but I, they are compulsively watchable in different ways. Uh, i don't know it's fucking it's it's like it's just brain candy man uh and i gotta say i think i enjoyed it more this time than i did when i saw it in the theater because i was not let down at all uh by what what my expectations might be um so you know come on hollywood give me another uh three or four of those fucking things why not Uh, uh all right to wrap things up uh I'm knee deep in the middle of writing this, uh, this dissertation chapter, uh, where I'm dealing with, uh, paranormal activity and, uh, things like, uh, like grave encounters, which is actually a really good flick. Um, and, uh, a- as a consequence, I've recently been watching, uh, just a shit ton of terrible found footage haunted house movies. And when I say terrible, I mean like, <laughs> I mean, shot in the mid-2000s on, like, barely above consumer-grade video camcorders. Nice. So, uh, I got a couple of of things here. Uh, The first one uh, is interesting, at least. Uh, it's, It's not that great, but it's very interesting because it's almost exactly to a T the same premise as Paranormal Activity, but it was made three years prior and came out in 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called memoriam. Uh, This one is about a guy who finds out that he's, uh, he's got cancer and he's going to die soon. So he moves into uh, this house and sets up cameras all around the place to like record what's happening to him as he's dying. And it turns out that there's actually like a a fucking spirit in the house. That's, uh, that's haunting him. All this weird shit starts happening um, some of the performances are a little rocky, and by a little rocky, I mean they're shit. But compared to <laughs> other uh, movies in this uh, subgenre, uh, they're all right. <laughs> um, uh, but it's an interesting flick. Uh, it's worth checking out if you want to see kind of like first att- attempts or first passes at trying to make a really good one of these movies after The Blair Witch. Right. Uh, to to that end. Uh, one of the worst movies in this subgenre came out immediately after the Blair witch as an obvious cash grab in 2000. Uh, This is called the St. Francisville experiment. And uh, this actually got a little bit of buzz back in the day because it was kind of the first one to come right out of the gate, capitalizing on what was a massively successful film uh, in the Blair witch. And Uh, It very quickly died because, uh, as it turns out, it's shit. Um, That'll that'll tend to do it. So, so the Saint Francisville experiment is about a documentary filmmaker. He wants to. He gets like a group of people to uh, stay in this location for for a a couple of days, and uh, they're going to investigate a supposed haunting, right? (coughs) Um it plays out a little like the MTV series fear. And what I can't figure out only because like, I don't know, like some of these low budget productions, there's very little out there about them. Like, like production, uh, consequent, like, like histories, right? Because everyone's like, like, like,
1: I wash my hands of this.
0: (laughs) Well, it's also like, you know, that was the very early days of internet movie reporting and fan sites and shit. And so like, I, I mean, like, like, remember that the Blair witch had just come out and like, that was like a huge deal that that movie even had a fucking website. Right. That, that was like doing something. And so not only was it, was it like, was the internet not used to promote films yet? Right. Uh, it, there also just wasn't like this established online fan culture outside of like chat rooms or um, listservs. Right. Right. So, uh, this movie, uh, from what I can tell is, is not cognizant of that MTV show. Like, like the filmmaker has no idea that that MTV show exists, but what I'd like to do is like actually figure that the fuck out. Like when does this like go into production because it's shot so cheaply and on like Blair witch style consumer grade video right? VHS. Um, it has to be very close to when that show premiered. And I'd w i would really want to figure out like if they knew anything about that show or not, cause it is, it's very similar. Huh. The, the, the setup of like where cameras are, uh, the idea that it's this reality show that's daring people to stay overnight, um, to investigate this place, et cetera, et cetera. Uh I just need to figure that out. It's going to drive me nuts and I probably never will because there's no fucking info about it. That's uh another one that's not really a down uh, a found footage flick. Did you want to say something about that? Um sorry.
1: No, 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 no. We're we're good.
0: Okay. Uh that's not really a found footage flick, but um uh is like a reenactment of events and is presented as found footage for parts of it, I guess. Uh it's it's called Death of a Ghost Hunter. Um, this got a lot of buzz. Well, spoiler video.
1: alert, my friend. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell.
0: Uh, this movie got a lot of buzz right after Paranormal Activity came out. Even though, it, like, this movie actually came out in 2007. Uh, Paranormal Activity was shot in 2006 and seven, and, and and like played on the festival circuit, but didn't actually come out until 2009. But this movie got a big DVD release after Paranormal Activity, uh, like a lot of these things did, actually. Um, and, uh, it's garbage. It's, it's not good. The acting's bad. Um, it, it looks terrible. Uh, like, like really bad lighting. And, uh, for a movie that was made after, uh, certain ghost hunting television shows had become pretty big hits and cultural phenomena. Um, I can't believe that they just made a, a movie. Uh, that looks like garbage instead of just ripping them off which is where like the good movies start to do that they just rip off the ghost hunting shows Um, the other one is uh, Seven Nights of Darkness Uh, this movie also sucks I don't even care to talk about it Uh, so that's what I've been watching a lot of garbage and a few things that I liked and enjoyed Uh, what about yourself
1: well I've been watching some things that are a little bit on the more uh, a better side uh so i've i've recently just i've been on a kick of uh of twilight zone just classic twilight zone and uh uh, subsequently black mirror as well gosh it's just so darn good to see this kind of stuff continue to you know still be relevant still work and still you know especially you know old twilight zone stuff you're looking at stuff that's you know 40 50 years old at this point and it's still just like you know what this is still great this still absolutely works and, you know, seeing like just the old old timers and stuff that uh, you know, we would come to know in later years show up in little cameos or uh or full fledged roles for that matter, uh is is always pretty awesome. You're just like, Oh, look at that, hey, do I know that yo look at him, he looks so young. Uh, good stuff there. Um The only real big one though I do wanna talk about here is I have to give a little bit of redemption to uh somebody who I Thoroughly and rightfully, I think, smacked down uh, a couple weeks ago on HMP. The director okay. uh, Barhat Nolari, B H A R A T N L N A L L U R I. He's an Indian sure. gentleman. Uh, he directed the Crow Salvation, which was absolute and utter uh, just garbage, just garbage, garbage. I mean, the uh, the Crow the other Crow movies are bad, but this one's the worst of them all. And uh, you know, we we curse the man's name, and rightfully so. The Crow Salvation is an utter piece of garbage. But the man has kind of redeemed himself in a movie that came out this week, The Man Who Invented Christmas. I did not know he directed this; otherwise, I don't know that I would have seen it. <laughs> if I'm quite honest with you, uh, so this is thing- this
0: the one with. Uh- this one with Kevin Spacey?
1: No, this one stars Dan Stevens, Chris, yeah, and, and Christopher Plummer, <laughs> a.k.a. There you go. I got you. It took me a second, but we put it together. Uh, Dan Stevens, Christopher P- Plummer, and uh, Jonathan Price. Uh, Dan Stevens just keeps showing how that guy is just super versatile in everything that he does, man. I really like that guy. Uh, Here's the INDB plotline: the journey that led Charles Dickens' uh, creation of A Christmas Carol, a timeless tale that would re- re- uh, redefine the holiday. So they said it obviously in the uh, in the times with which Dickens was writing. He had uh, previously had um, you know three flops right after uh, what was his other big one just before this one? Oh, Shucks, my brain is taking a shit. Um,
0: wait whose flop?
1: Dickens. It wasn't Tale of Two Cities. What was the other one? Fucking. Oliver Twist? Oliver Twist. That's what it was. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So Oliver Twist came out, real big giant hit and everything. Did super, super great for him. And then he subsequently had three books that came out and they were all just garbage. Uh, So he's really starting to kind of get this kind of extravagant lifestyle and everything. He's living well beyond his means because the money's just not coming in at this point. And he's really getting strapped and has to convince his book publishers that uh, he's got this idea for something, but yet he has nothing. He's got writer's block. There's too much things going on in his life that he can't sit down and concentrate and actually write something. And so this, the idea uh, comes to him eventually for, uh, well, first the character of Scrooge comes to him and uh, And then that character itself is personified in, you know his imagination, and we see him in the real world uh, as as Christopher Plummer. And uh, he converses back and forth with him. It's the old kind of uh, the adage of, well, I don't really write the characters. I just put all the characters into the room, and then, you know, the story itself unfolds. Mm. And uh, It kind of there's a little bit like that, but he's always like he's always kind of working up to the last possible second to get this book out because he's got a deadline to meet uh, just before Christmas. And but at this point, apparently I did not know this, but apparently at this time uh, in England and stuff, Christmas was not just really celebrated like it is today. It's like, oh, it's a thing, but it's not a thing that's like, you know, super huge. OK, uh, so he and this is according to the the movie slash book, whatever. Uh, and really, there was like a Christmas thing. Who would why? Why would anybody care about that? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So apparently it wasn't a thing that was particularly done at that time. And uh, he convinces him. And uh, but it's all like uh, like, oh, I see somebody that's like this, somebody that's like that. And there's a couple little like little Easter eggs and stuff uh, dropped in for Dickens fans and things like that all uh, along the way, but really great performances overall. Uh, obviously, is probably not the real thing that happened, uh, but it is kind of a, a almost a loose based on a true story kind of thing. Uh, uh, Les Stratford uh, Strand Strandiford is the uh, person who actually wrote the book, and uh, it's not bad. I liked it. I liked it a whole bunch. If you're uh, if you're in for a Christmas movie, and you know you like a Christmas Carol, this is basically that, but retold in a different kind of way to the person that actually did it. And I I, I found it interesting, and can't believe I liked it as much as I did. Christopher Plummer's fantastic, as always. Jonathan Price plays uh, uh, Dickens' father, who is like absent-minded and stuff. And uh, you really you care about the characters that are in there, and uh, while you see a lot of the stuff that Dickens does. He does a lot of really stupid things, but he does, uh, you know, some smart things. And I don't know, it's really good. So I'd I suggest check it out if you like if you like Christmas stuff. it uh, you could do a hell of a lot worse. I'll tell you that much. Like that, uh, right. like the nativity one that where it's just like it's. I think it's called Star, where it's like, hey, what what about the nativity scene? But told from the uh, the point of the animals. I'm like, why would you want to go see that? That sounds so dumb.
0: Uh, do you not like camels, bro?
1: I just don't I just don't know that you I don't have camel, a, bro. I don't know that I have a high opinion of the of, bro, of the camel. Bro, you camel going, "Hey everybody, I'm a camel." Is that is that a, is that is that little baby Jesus this over there? Is that a camel? Is that a little baby Jesus in the main? Day? Oh, that's some sweet stuff there. I don't know why he talks like that, but
0: <laughs> I d- I
1: don't know. It's weird and bizarre. So, uh, yeah, man, that's just about it and of course, you know, just regular hey, like
0: television source. yeah. You don't camel, bro.
1: I, I don't even know how to respond to that. All right. Speaking of not responding, Ooh. let's go ahead and jump into our first new release review. Here is the trailer for Roman J. Israel Esquire.
4: Mr. Ramirez was told he was not under arrest and yet he was refused use of the bathroom. That's a violation of civil rights. You can wait and address this at trial. Oh, I would like to address it now. I'm just saying,
2: well, Mr. Israel, if guards in this courtroom would not allow you to use the bathroom, you would, by all definition, be detained. I'm going to hold you in contempt if you continue to pursue this. You're asking me to obey an erroneous court decision. You tell me to wait. In my experience, wait. Okay. Finding contempt.
4: Voluntary manslaughter, it's a good deal. It's an enema of sunshine. Sorry for taking a nanosecond off of your assembly line rubber stamp existence. Hello? Everybody looking at you crazy. crazy. In Israel, we'll talk about what to expect if you are arrested. We're gonna rap, I don't mean hip hop. I'm sorry, why are the sisters standing and the brother sitting?
3: That's gendered and sexist.
4: And, and polite.
3: And patronizing.
4: And polite. This law firm has run a deficit for years
2: you firing me?
3: You were the cornerstone of activism. You're inspiring.
2: I'm tired of doing the impossible for the ungrateful. Feet, and you gotta make a living.
4: Down, down, Take care of yourself. I am.
2: I know where CJ's hold up. What's that worth? A lot. Don't tell nobody. Everything we discuss will be confidential. The man who did it, I know where he is. I want the reward, cash. The world is
4: full of wonderful things. What do you think? When can I move in?
2: I just heard something about you from a solid source. You knew where I was. God, I got you anytime I want. God, These are dangerous
4: people. Roman, I'm concerned about you you don't just walk away from this
2: I'm not walking away I can finish this each one of us is greater than the worst thing we've ever done
1: All right, that was a trailer for Roman, uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire, our first new release review of the uh, of the week. INDB plotline Roman J. Israel Esquire, a driven idealistic defense attorney finds himself in a torturous series of events that lead to a crisis and the necessary for and the necessity for extreme action. It's written and directed by Dan Gilroy, starring Denzel Washington, Colin Farrell, Carmen Ejogo and more. Uh, as I said previously, uh, I was a huge fan of uh, Dan Gilroy's last effort in uh, Nightcrawler, so I was definitely uh, looking forward to this one here. Um, and and yeah, he he's written a lot of other stuff that I've always liked. You know, like you got Kong Skull Island, great. Real mm-hmm. Steel, big fan of Real Steel. I know a lot of people. I don't know that a lot of people are, but I certainly certainly like that. I book. love that
0: movie. It's great. Uh,
1: you know even two for the money. Come on people, two for the money's not bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what it uh, is. But <laughs> I'm not saying it's great, but then you know, you got things like Born Legacy. So it is what it is. But uh so I was certainly looking forward to this. Uh it did not get the greatest of reviews. No. But um as, as I watch it, I, I I don't know that I'm 100% sure as to why. What what were your thoughts?
0: Uh, I just, I, so I think narratively it's unfocused. I think that's a big thing. And and coming from uh, the guy who made Nightcrawler, which is not necessarily focused, but has a very definitive drive to it. Right. Um, I found that a little surprising. That said, I think the movie is pretty good. I wanted to watch the whole thing. It kept me intrigued. And Denzel Washington uh, gives a tremendous performance in this thing.
1: Yeah, he's great as always. It's 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not like it's, you know, in the garbage areas. It's just...
0: I, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's not it's not down near uh, Bad Mom's Christmas area. Yeah. And or, or Daddy's Home too. Uh, you know. Movies but, we actually <laughs> liked, you know. <laughs> but but it's uh, it, it's... Like it's not bad, right? And uh, I actually enjoyed the movie. Um, I do think that it just it lacks a little something like something causes a hiccup in the motor somewhere. Uh, and and you can feel it like about halfway through like right as the the big uh, thing happens and in the, this is not really a spoiler, it's in the trailer like he finds out where a guy is and he turns him in for money, right? because he's desperate for cash. Because he, he's lost his job, right? Um, right when that starts to happen, you can feel it in the film, like it just starts expanding mm-hmm. outward, the story does, like, like all these different threads that may or may not go anywhere. And one of the things that felt a little false for me was how relatively tidy everything ends up at the end of the film. There, there's just like a little too much... Uh, coincidence that lines up exactly as it needs to for things to play out the way they do. But that being said, um, I I don't know that I care all that much that that, that's the reality of it. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like the play. So this Washington plays a little something different here. Uh, Number one, I love the way they just have him dressed because he looks, he looks awful. Not only in just how he dresses, but like, his His gait, the way that he walks, the way that he carries himself, does mm-hmm. not look like Denzel Washington.
0: well, he you know, like he's so he's playing uh, this character Roman J Israel, who is who is half of a law firm, right uh, he's the great legal mind behind it, as it turns out. Uh, but he's also somebody who exists on the spectrum mm-hmm, right the, the autism spectrum he, is really focused and good with the language and the litigation of cases, but he's not great at performing in the courtroom or interacting with people. Uh, although he, he gets by just fine, right? Like he it's not that he's not functional or anything like that. Um, just doesn't
1: catch all the cues and all that kind of stuff.
0: But he's also a guy who like was a, a big activist, 30 and 40 years prior Mm -hmm. right uh in the civil rights movement or just after in the 70s really when things were like really heated right and so he has this particular worldview and it like he he is dressed and behaves like someone who both exists on that uh autism spectrum um but also as somebody who like really never seemed to buy another suit. Post like nineteen seventy nine.
1: Yeah, he's he's very locked into a certain a certain uh, point in place in time. Uh, he's someone who goes around and is still like I mean, in th- it takes place in modern day, uh, but still mm-hmm. has like you know, an older iPod listen to it on like really shitty, uh, headset and everything records throughout his entire house and stuff. This is a guy who very much lives in the past.
0: Yeah. Well, except like everybody wants those iPods, right? I I wouldn't mind having one, (laughs) but, but, uh, but he, he's clearly like the, like he has a special relationship with even those headphones, right? like, like he, he has that great scene when he's going into the courthouse, right? Where he, he clearly hasn't been in a while, right? Like he says, in fact, like the last time I was in here and you scan this, I lost some of the treb or some of the bass in, uh, fuck what song was it? Oh, I forget. Fuck me, man. <laughs> uh, shit. I'm going to hate myself for, for, for forgetting this, but, uh. Um, anyway, he, he, he complains about it having lost like the base, right. Uh, which I'm not entirely sure that the, the, uh, machine would affect that specific of a thing in one track, but I like that that's the thing that he's obsessed about.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it's fun that way. And it's just like, that also just may be <laughs> your own crazy going after it, just trying to put something there that may not ne- necessarily even be there.
0: It was a Gil Scott Heron song. I remember that, but I can't remember which one.
1: was called "Funky Music."
0: Well, I mean, I don't fucking remember what it was. <laughs> Gil Scott Heron's badass, and so like, uh, I don't know. Like, the, it, it's all about like this folding into these these like roots of uh, uh, of like soul, jazz, civil rights, right? Like, it it really is like this really great character. Yeah, um, still got
1: the afro and everything. Mhm. Yeah. Glasses straight from the 70s no less. <laughs> uh but it's 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 good. And I'll say this, um man, I've missed I have missed Colin Farrell. Yeah. He's so good. He's so good. Like, and he doesn't ha- like he doesn't have like a huge, huge role in this thing, but it's meaty enough. He doesn't do that much, but when he's there and what he's doing, it's always good, man. That guy is always, you know, even in crummy stuff, is usually pretty top notch.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, look, he hasn't been anywhere really. I mean, he's been working, but this this year has been pretty good from him. I still haven't seen the Killing of a Sacred Deer, but. Uh, if we're counting like the lobster from last year, which uh, I director. which I did see, I fucking uh, forgot that I saw that. I was movie, certainly or, the, I, I
1: was certain you talked about it on the show. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I, w- I well, that's I was like, god damn it, I did see that thing. You know, I told you, I, I for some reason I keep confusing that fucking thing, and I think it's just because like uh, I'm an idiot, hmm. but I keep confusing it with that movie, The Double, the just the Jesse Eisenberg movie uh, that yes. uh, Richard E. Uh directed um And i never saw that Uh and so like i just fucking uh Anyway uh but he was great in the Lobster uh i enjoyed him In fantastic beasts uh The beguiled he was Great in earlier this year um He Has some movie that i don't think has been Released yet um But is just sitting At a hundred percent On rotten tomatoes Um and i i don't know anything about it um i i don't fucking know it's it's uh, it's called it's not yet dark i don't know what the fuck's going on in this thing um
1: oh it's the one that's uh it it's it's still light out it's not yet it's not yet dark
0: uh-huh that yeah um <laughs> oh he he narrates it that's what's up with it Okay a, so it's a documentary that, say, Hold on I'm looking doc- it up right now He's narrated by Colin Farrell It's not yet Dark Tells The groundbreaking story of Simon Fitzmaurice A talented young Irish filmmaker with ALS uh, As he embarks on directing his first feature film My Name is Emily Through the use of his eyes and eye gaze technology Okay I want to fucking watch that movie Huh um, Anyway Colin Farrell is great yes
1: but this, this is a pretty good flick. I, I like it. I like everything that it does. I like what it says about kind of the world and stuff and his situation. And, you know, this is a guy who's like, you know, like you said, uh, gone through all the civil rights movements and really kind of stepped up for people. And realized the world doesn't really uh, celebrate that anymore or reward you or anything or, you know, seem to give a damn in a lot of ways. And Well,
0: and... It, it also, like, one thing that I think does work very strongly in its favor is, like Nightcrawler, it does shine a little bit of a light on, like, a really seedy underbelly. This time, uh, the, the fucked up way that the legal system works uh, with cases against minorities primarily, but just really anybody who's poor doesn't have the means right so like just the minor things they stack up against them in charges and make it impossible for them to get out of and that's kind of this undercurrent that's going through it it's a shitty system for uh criminal defense it's a shitty system for um people who are actually doing the legal work uh in and just like Dan Gilroy is not a director who's afraid of of like getting down in the grimy shit of modern life uh and and like the jobs that people work the thankless shitty jobs
1: we'll move on but the only thing I can think of and that's not really a spoiler per se but
0: (laughs) we'll move on from that depressing
1: yeah you know it's just you know cut your wrist kids uh were you shocked at how little money he actually spent? It seemed like he spent uh, more than that. Am I wrong?
0: No, I mean, it, it, what it was like fifty five hundred bucks or something like that. It wasn't I much. Mean, <laughs> he, he well, he was he was like gone for a night. It wasn't like he was gone all goddamn week or whatever, well, right? He, he was a, gone for a, a, like he, like a weekend. Yeah, he got a weekend. He well, got himself a couple well, he, of suits. He signed the papers, but then he didn't like take it, right? Like. If he didn't make the payment, he didn't fucking take the thing. I feel
1: like he had to put something down.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know that that's how that would have played out. I don't or maybe, may, I mean, it's all fucking cash, right? So maybe he cut a check and then was gonna go take it to the to the, to the bank and then didn't.
1: Let me give you cash. It's good, tell. Let's go ahead and listen to the trailer for Coco. <laughs>
4: Oh, it's you. You're gonna get me in trouble, Dante. Someone could
1: hear me. I wish someone wanted to hear me, other than you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I
4: know I'm not supposed to love music. No music. No music. <laughs> but my great-grandma Coco's father was the greatest musician of all time. Papa. Uh, Ernesto de la Cruz. One day, he left with his guitar
3: and never returned.
4: No, my family thinks music is a curse. Great-great-grandfather, none of them understand me. I'm supposed to play music. All right, who's in there? I'm sorry. What's going on? I'm
3: just dreaming. Ah!
2: Do you mind? Ah! Welcome to the land of the dead. Dante, clean up! You gotta stay with me, boy. This isn't a dream then. You're all really out there. Agents at the Department of Family Reunions are available to assist you. Please be on the lookout for a living boy. Miguel? You're here. We're your family, Mijo.
4: your great-great-grandpa.
2: I'll get you to him. What are you doing?
4: I'm walking like a skeleton.
2: No, skeletons don't walk like that.
4: It's how you walk.
2: No, I don't. When there's no one left in the living world who remembers you, you disappear from this world. But you can change that. we got to find my great-great-grandpa. you got to do it by sunrise. What happens at sunrise? You'll be stuck here forever.
4: What? I'm a big fan. forget how much your family loves you
1: it's almost sunrise
2: one cannot deny who one is meant to be.
1: It's you I am terribly allergic but Dante doesn't have any hair and I don't have a nose
3: and yet here we are you
1: that was the trailer for Coco our second new release review of the week IMDb plotline aspiring musician Miguel confronted with his family's ancestral ban on music enters the land of the dead to work out the mystery oh that old tale uh, <laughs> directed by uh, Lee U- uh, uh, Unrick and uh,
0: Adrian Molina
1: starring Anthony Gonzalez isn't that guy's
0: name Unkrich? Huh? sure why not Lee Unkrich and Adrian Molina?
3: Sure. All
0: right. Okay. Uh,
1: Starring Anthony Gonzalez, uh, Gail Garcia Bernal, Benjamin Bratt, and a a crap load more people. Holy cow, this thing was huge. Um, Here's the thing, man. Um, I I don't really... I never really... I think I may have saw one quick trailer of this thing. Um, Yeah. I kind of knew the basic idea of it. Didn't know I was, you know, I wasn't super high on it, but hey, you know, Pixar tends to deliver unless you're doing something like Good Dinosaur, which was an absolute and utter piece of garbage. Uh, So I had, you know, about high enough hopes going into it. And I got to say, halfway through the movie, I'm sitting there going, (laughs) you ain't got me, Pixar. You ain't got my number. This is a bunch of crap, man. Y'all ain't got, what's going on here? Oh, no. Oh, oh. Oh well, well that's gonna hit you in all the fields now, isn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. I really dug this flick. I, I can't believe I like. I said I, I did not go in. I actually almost went in with a chip on my shoulder, and uh, sure enough, Pixar did what Pixar does best. They wore me down and had a had a good meaning at the at the end of their programs, like they tend to do, you know. Yeah. All right. Yes.
0: you have the floor uh no i really like this movie man i i know that surprises some people as hard as i was on inside out and still don't give a shit about that movie really um and, and also how big i was for and still stand by my opinion of the good dinosaur uh this movie is is really great it's big it's bright it's vibrant it's colorful the songs are good um i was crying uh, like a stupid uh, motherfucker at the uh end of this thing uh sitting there next to this strange lady uh who just also happened to be in in this uh noon screening i was in um it was really really great actually i really i want to go see this again uh, maybe, maybe a couple times, um, just to kind of like see it on as big a screen as possible. I will be showing up 30 minutes after the showtime, though.
1: Why would you show up 30 minutes uh, after the showtime to start, Matt? Uh,
0: because I need one. I like trailers, but I'm not going to sit through the 22 minute uh, uh, Frozen short that is before this movie. It's twenty-two goddamn minutes long. What? That it? It was a frozen thing, wasn't it? Great though. I didn't mind it. It was so fucking long, though. It like was- I feel. I feel like once you're going to have a short for a wildly popular feature film that is getting a second uh, film made,
1: you're kind of like, ringing may- that. A once
0: heart. you once you hit twenty-two minutes, maybe just fucking wait until the goddamn movie comes out. Maybe just make the second movie already.
1: Yeah, it's one of those you uh, like get through and you're just like,
0: what movie did I come here to watch again? No shit. Like 10 minutes into it, the lady next to me looked at me and goes, uh, she, she goes, isn't this supposed to be Coco? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, right? Because like, if you're just it's in there, like question. you're just like, why am I watching a fucking Frozen movie? Yeah. Because it's 10, fi- like Pixar shorts are not this goddamn long. And you know what?
1: They're usually better
0: But you know like I don't even care Right like I like Frozen I don't have a kid so it's not like I've seen it a billion Times or have to listen to stupid goddamn Soundtrack all the time yeah, I liked it I like that movie right but Why is this thing 22 minutes long why are there Five fucking Five songs in this thing It should have every two time, at the most Every time It gears up and, and gets out get like a song finishes you're like okay finally this is gonna wrap the fuck up and then they start another fucking song it is mind-boggling and they're not me. good songs either not really no they're not one of them sung by olaf the central fucking song is one of the most annoying pieces of shit i've ever heard in my life <laughs> i mean it, it's really garbage right like i think this is I think what pissed me off about it uh, being so long and and having so many songs is like, it seems to me like a very blatant holiday cash grab. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like here's a holiday version of frozen because everybody for some reason thinks that's a goddamn Christmas movie just because it's got a bunch of fucking snow in it. Nope. Uh, but it's not, it's just a fucking movie with snow in it. Um, you know, like Jackie Chan's first strike. What a great Christmas movie.
1: listen we'll probably do a bonus i think that's guess what we just got a bonus episode that we're going to do (laughs) patreon.com slash the film find if you want to get that where we're going to (laughs) talk about movies that are christmas movies and movies that are not christmas movies you done started that one we 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 need to Um, definitely talk about that but yeah
0: but but in any case uh i i think like this is so obvious like oh we just need to sell the itunes soundtrack
3: Mm -hmm.
0: like parents got to buy that soundtrack for these kids uh, anyway, you know what I I'll, say, I'll, Matt. I, just anyway, let I want to fucking talk about Coco cuz that movie's <laughs> fucking awesome. Let's talk about Coco.
1: Yeah. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Uh, um, it's good. It's it's like uh, first of all, can we say it's just so well, I mean, cuz I guess part of me well thinks about like video games and they're all brown and it's just so lovely to go see
0: color. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, let me uh let me say that um I'm not entirely sure. Like, do you think? Did you see the actor's name on IMDb? Uh, I've got I've got them all available. Who, play, who plays Miguel? Anthony Gonzalez. Is there a number after his name? I
1: don't know. He's a he's a, he's a small child. He looks like he's probably ten, twelve, maybe.
0: No, no, no. Like, is there a number? Because because uh, I noticed the other day that so, okay so are there eight other actors or seven other actors before him named Anthony Gonzalez
1: or people that work like within the industry itself
0: right but if he has to be like notated like that right I I don't know well, I like, just hope to God that, that he's actually like an eighth
1: no 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 I don't think that no yeah <laughs> Because, OK, so take, for example, uh, you know, because, uh,
0: I, because I know how the system works. I just want to imagine for a moment <laughs> that this kid is like the eighth Anthony Gonzalez in his family. Nah, he's the only eighth. And, I, and I know on. it's not right, because there's all these other people that are clearly listed on IMDb. Yeah, like Sean Keenan that is that's the, how the system is
1: Sean Keenan number 1 in, in the book here because I, he's the oldest. I know. <laughs> he's been doing it the longest.
0: I I know how it works. I'm just saying like I'm telling wouldn't it be them. amazing if he were the eighth. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> also, that kid is fucking good, man.
1: I was shocked because sometimes man the kids when when kids do the voices and stuff, they can be awful, but I will say this Pixar tends to do pretty good with that, with being able to get the kid actors in there and have them do well in the voice department. So, happy about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, I I don't know uh, what to say. I know that a lot of our listeners weighed in on this already. Uh, oh. I know that, uh, well, <laughs> that I Maria... Know, Said that she really dug it.
1: I I have an email. Let's go ahead and uh, let me let me pop up that email here real quick.
0: And while All I'm right. uh, searching
1: for it, I'll, I'll go ahead and play that old old ditty. The Price the bass hey. on that time. Do, 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 do. This is from Maria. It's entitled Coco. Hey guys, so earlier today I saw Coco with my kid. I just wanted to send you a quick email with my and my kid's thoughts. Overall, I thought the movie was a lot better than I expected. I would actually go so far as to say it is now in my top five for Disney Pixar movies. Pardon me. Uh, the pacing was good. The music and animation was fantastic. One thing I really liked was the overall meaning behind this story. It really drives home the elements of family, remembering those we have lost, and and accepting people for who they are. Of course, I brought my five-year-old to see it. He really seemed to love the music and the movie overall. He did put his head on my arm a few times, showing he was getting a kind of tired. But he didn't ask to leave or say it was boring, which was what happened here before with Cars Three. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, There you go. Uh, My kid said it was his favorite parts were the music when when all the skeletons and all the people gathered around in a circle. He also liked the dog. I'm sure kids would like the goofy ass, you know, let's let's call it what it is, retarded dog. Uh, (laughs) He was humorous, though. I'll I'll, I'll definitely give him that. Uh, Closing up, all uh, I'll, closing up. I will say one thing about this movie. It was emotionally draining. I cried once and had to stifle a snob once all toward the end of ending of the movie. I knew there were going to be some emotional elements to it, but I didn't think it would be that emotional by any means. I'm an easy weepy uh one in easy weepy one in movies though. But I did hear people around me in a packed theater sniffling. Thankfully, there wasn't any uh, there wasn't any he- heaving sobbing for me like there was in Inside Out and up in Toy Story 3. Uh, but bring the tissues if you're emotional type of uh, watching movies. Keep on rocking guys Marie from Upstate New York. Uh I agreed.
0: Yeah. I got to say it, the movie did not get me uh, on on the like crying front until uh, until the very end when uh, when Coco's like memory comes back.
1: Yeah. And which, I, which is a thing that is like, which, which we've seen in studies and stuff, is something that is definitely based in reality. Is oh, that people sure. with Alzheimer's and things like that, and memory loss, and and or stability problems, just being able to keep it all together and stuff, music can literally bring those people back to life.
0: Yes, uh, and so I really lost it in that scene. I was just like, oh my, like fuck this shit, man. Like I've, <laughs> like I, I lost my own grandmother uh, who was suffering with memory issues, like less than a year ago um and then my my other grandmother um god five years ago in january Mm -hmm. and and so like it just brings back all these memories of like uh like holy shit man like i've seen this thing twice now right like this this egregious memory loss um and so like it just hit all those fucking things it's great. Uh, the The villain turn is good. Something I didn't expect. I'll be quite honest, and Same. I liked it. I liked that it a lot. one. Actually, took me by surprise a little bit. I was like, "Oh shit!"
1: Well, how about that? And and uh, like, spoiler alert for the next thirty seconds here, everybody. Mm-hmm. Starting now. Um, I am. I can't believe we actually had a movie where the dad is the one who dies and not a mom. Moms die in all these flicks. Dads rarely yeah. die. And I thought that was interesting
0: well and, 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 and nice here's here's my cynicism about that uh what are all Pixar movies about uh, aside from brave um, love friendship lo- loss uh-huh and who are the two there's always it's always a buddy movie right tend to be Who's yeah. who are usually the two characters that go through stuff? are they women not usually okay uh so so in order for the pixar formula to Mm -hmm. work the tried and true pixar buddy movie formula to work the father had to die yeah because because the mother uh like being the uh sidekick here the like like would not have played as well right Within the pic, the parameters of the Pixar formula, ah, so point. if there is if there good is a point. slight negative to me, it is that uh, Pixar kind of refuses uh, obstinately, I think, to break out of its tried and true mold, right? And and like I want it to really get to be a little more adventurous. Like like all of this shit works; it's really great. I just, like, I want to see them push what it is they're doing a little more. And that's when you get things like that Olaf friendship,
1: whatever the fuck. No, so, yeah, that's you know. Disney animation. It's different. <laughs> uh, but, no, look, it, it's a really good flick. It's got a lot of heart to it. Uh, at first, I, I was just like, eh, it's going to be okay, eh, wh- whatever, whatever. And it just it warmed me up throughout the entire thing uh, until the end, and I just go, son of a gun, they did it again
0: really great thing. Yeah. Uh here's where I'm going to plug a movie that I really loved as well that uh did not get as much play when it came out a couple years ago. Uh The Book of Life.
1: Uh yes, very very much in the same uh, vein of the uh it, Yeah, it,
0: the it's a, it, right, it's uh it's very much like related uh Day of the Dead kind of uh like animation. Um it's really amazing, I think, uh, conceptually, because basically it's it's about this uh, this this story that's told through the use of like wooden puppets, and all of the characters in the film are designed as if they're those wooden puppets, but just like regular characters. It's great, yeah, actually. But the nice and the thing- songs in that movie also good.
3: Yeah,
1: well, the nice part about this was is like, and and you can definitely see it uh, throughout the entire thing, is that you know. It, it seems like culturally they did, they did right by this movie and, and had a lot uh,
0: of, hmm? I gotta say, uh, it's the biggest movie in Mexican box office history.
1: No, well, it, I, it's good. I mean, Hey, g- good, good on them. It's a good one too. It- uh, and it I saw beat this the
0: Avengers, man. Wow. <laughs> which was the previous record holder. I saw this, this whole thing
1: market. and I know you've seen this too, because they they splashed it everywhere. Instead of giving you a big coco trailer, they usually give you like Benjamin Bratt talking about how like and, and, and directors and stuff talking about how they uh captured the guitar and the playing of oh, the, the guitar, guitar better than anything. And I could sit there and watch and just like from the first time when he picks up a guitar and then forms a D chord and doesn't strum it, I was just like, Oh, okay. I got you. I got you, Phil. And they did a really good job on that. And then they absolutely did take the time and made it look like, hey, this is what, you know, chord changes and progression and strumming and stuff actually looks like instead of just banging away and like that that kind of stuff just drives me bonkers. So, to see somebody do it and do it right. Guess what? That also raises the bar for the rest of you jamokes out there. It can be done. You just got to do it. Yeah. So, keep that in mind. Well, let's get on to getting on here. Here is the trailer for three, uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri.
4: What's the law on what you can and cannot say on a billboard? I assume you can't say nothing defamatory, and you can't say fuck, piss, or cunt. That right? Or anus? I think I'll be all right then.
3: I guess you're Angela Hayes's mother.
4: That's right, I'm Angela Hayes's mother. Hayes, why did you put up these billboards? My daughter Angela was murdered seven months ago. It seems to me the police department is too busy torturing black folks to solve actual crime. What
2: the hell is this? Dixon, I'm in the middle of my goddamn Easter dinner. Sorry, kids. I know, Chief, but I think we got kind of a problem. son mm-hmm. son on a good. Time. I'd do anything to catch your daughter's killer. I don't think those billboards is very fair.
4: The time it took you to get out here whining like a bitch, Willoughby. Some other poor girl's probably out there being butchered right now.
2: We've had two official complaints about those billboards. From who? There's a lady with a funny eye. A lady with a funny fucking eye? And a fat Dennis. There's a lot of good friends at Willoughby in this town, Miss A. You didn't happen to drill a little hole in the dentist today, did you? Of
4: course not. Huh? I said, of course not. I'm sorry about Angela, but the
1: town is dead set against these billboards.
4: You know who threw that can? What can? How about you, sweetheart? Uh, no, I I didn't really- (sighs) Go, girl. Hey, fuckhead!
2: What? Don't say what, Dixon, when she comes in calling you a fuckhead!
4: More you keep a case in the public eye. Your chances are getting it solved.
0: And when I see the sun
1: you know, if you hadn't stopped coming to church, you'd have a little bit more understanding of
2: people's feelings. All this anger, man, it just begets greater anger.
4: In three, two, one. And as sad as the spectacle of these billboards might be, this reporter, for one, hopes this finally puts an end to the strange saga of the three billboards outside. This didn't put every an end to shit, you fucking retard. This is just a fucking start. Why don't you put that on your good morning, Missouri fucking wake up broadcast, bitch?
1: All right, that was the trailer for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Our last new release review of the week. Here's the IMDb plot line: A mother uh, personally challenges the local authorities to solve her daughter's murder when they fail to catch the culprit. This is uh, written and directed by Martin McDonough. Starring Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson, uh, Sam Rockwell, uh, John Hawks, and uh, Peter Dinklage. Man. Lucas Hedges. Oh, Lucas Hedges. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, Caleb, uh, what's his fuck there? Uh, Landry Jones. Yeah. Caleb who? Uh, what's his? Fuck? Who? Who? By the way, I think that kid is gonna watch for him on our year end show, because uh, I think he's gonna get a. I think he's gonna get a mention this year. He may. He may be. Yeah. He may be on one of those one of those reward things, man. I think. Uh, I think he may deserve it this year. We'll We'll, we'll talk about that later. But uh, you, I know specifically, are a huge Martin McDonough fan.
0: Yeah, In Bruges uh, is one of my favorite films uh, I've ever seen. I, I just think it's uh, absolutely amazing and brilliant. I really enjoy uh, Seven Psychopaths. I think that's great. Um, I'm also a big fan of uh, his brother, uh, who, who wrote and directed the uh, the film The Guard. The one with uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson and um, uh, Don Cheadle from a few years back. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm all about it. Uh, this movie is uh, one of my favorite movies this year. One of the best movies I've seen this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely agree. This thing is spectacular. If and, and here's the thing: I, I first of all. I could see how many people may be turned off from the trailer. I don't know why, because the, actually the trailer is really good. Um, but man, I oh, think so too. But I think a trailer's because the trailer got me intrigued to watch it. And but if you look at that and you just go, eh, I don't really know if I want to just do it. Just absolutely do it. Go to this. This is uh, this will be one of the ones that people talk about come the end of the year. I really think that.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's got. A couple of uh, just amazing performances uh from from francis Mc, uh, mcdormand of, of course but also sam rockwell uh just flat out kills it sam rockwell's uh,
1: amazing in this thing
0: <clears throat> yeah he, he's amazing uh woody harrelson is really good uh and and as as the sheriff uh it, it really is just like an actor's uh, paradise, this movie. Uh, and, and for once I'm saying that without saying anything negative about like the movie itself, right? There are a lot of things that people refer to as like acting pictures where like the rest of the movie just isn't that great, but like, it's great because you're watching all of these amazing performances. Right. Uh, this movie is also, uh, just really terrific. Uh, it, it, it surprising, uh, it it has surprising turns constantly. And one thing that Martin McDonough is very good, he he was very uh, 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 deft at this within Bruges as well, are these like wild mood swings from Mm -hmm. comedy to extreme violence to pathos and sadness um, and melancholia. And just like the next second, you're hysterical again. Um, yeah, there's... I also think I also think just as a As a portrait of the United States uh, Small town US At this point in time uh, And a lot of the problems facing it uh, As well as some of the virtues uh, of, of a small town Although admittedly in this film there are a few of those um, I, I think it just really Like it is great It stands up uh, Against just a lot of other releases this year is like clearly one of the best, I think.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it stands out super big. I mean, for instance, McDormand, we've all like been a fan of hers for years and it's just like, sometimes there are some people that just, um, that I think everybody agrees are really good, but for some strange reason still seem to, for not in a, not in a horrid way, not in a, like a, a really bad way, but maybe fly under the radar a little bit more than a little bit more than they deserve you know mm-hmm. and i think she's one of those who is constantly giving us you know just super great stuff but is n- never really praised nearly as much as i think she should be not that i'm uh, not that i think the people are well, like you know disregard her but i think she does so many great things that it's just it sometimes may not seem as big and grandiose if you will
0: well, there's. She has a long history of kind of playing character roles, right, right? Yeah. or or supporting roles. Uh, really, her first main her first main starring role uh, was in Olive Kittredge, uh, which she it was a, a miniseries she did for HBO. She produced it, even. Um, and I think what we're starting to see is like, like here here's Frances McDormand. She's in her fifties. She is uh, now starting to perf- like her career is doing the inverse of what a lot of actresses tend to do,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is like here she is at the in her fifties at the point where a lot of actresses start to see their careers kind of start to gear down or they get positioned into certain types of roles, and she really is like just taking charge of this shit. And I think a large portion of it, based on the rare interview you see her give because she doesn't do press. She refuses to do that shit. She won't do it. There was a great profile of her uh, a few months back, or maybe last month even, in, uh, I want to say, The New Yorker, um, which was like one of the longest profiles I'd ever seen on her. And I've followed Frances McDormand for 20-something years now uh, in her career. Um, and, and, And she's really taking control of her own shit man and and like uh stepped into her own and this is just a flat out killer performance um where she's big and over the top and subtle and uh she makes you sad and she makes you laugh and it's just it's it's great she is just terrific Frances mcdormand is a goddamn national treasure
1: yeah she's fantastic
0: and i and i I know that a lot of the award season stuff is going to like lead up to meryl Streep. she's in the spielberg movie that i'm also very much looking forward to um but this is a great performance uh that i don't think needs to be overlooked by people um yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's just not – I mean, like, God bless, but, you know, we can overlook Meryl Streep and, and, and at this point. i got to see a couple other flicks, obviously. We're, we're not quite to the end of the year yet, and obviously end of the year is when the more uh, Oscar Beatty sort of stuff sort of comes out and everything. Uh, but, man, oh, man, if she's not in the top running there, I sure shoot and don't know what, what would be. Uh, but she's, yeah. she's fantastic. Sam Rockwell also playing kind of playing against type in a lot of ways. Uh, especially from what we've seen him in the last couple of years at least uh, really just being well he's
0: he's definitely playing a like a like an overt racist right which is kind of unexpected like he's not a like even borderline likable dude it,
1: really. yeah he he doesn't seem to hide it doesn't much care about hiding it and it's just it, it's out there and it is what it is and kind of unapologetic about about you know everything that's wrong with him.
0: Yeah, well, and and you know, like you and I are from a small town. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit is real. Oh yeah, like like it's just real, right? <laughs> like like you have had interactions with those cops, and even as a white person uh, in those interactions, you understand what their shit is. You're just like, even then,
1: you're just like, listen, that this doesn't this doesn't affect me, but this is super uncomfortable.
0: Right. Yeah. And you and you wanna just be like, Bro, what the fuck is your deal right now? Right? And he uh, like gets that and yet uh I can't stop watching him in this movie. Like like he never becomes unlikable enough that like you're not interested in what in the hell his character's arc is going to be.
1: Yeah, he's because a piece
0: it's of garbage,
1: but he's not but he's not like he's not don't out like and out evil, but you're he's not. not a good person at all either
0: he's not a good person at all. And you're not rooting for him. Right. But like, but you do like, you just are like, you're fascinated with this, like human garbage pile and how he's going to turn out. And there are these like brief moments where there's like a redemption or, or like a possibility of that, that then becomes subverted again, either through his own action or somebody else's action toward him. Um, and and you really, this movie is so surprising because you really never know where it's going to fucking go. I mean, just from that trailer, you think you have an idea of what this movie is, and, and then it goes so far beyond that.
1: Yeah, you don't. You, you in, don't know in what terms this of is. plot and
0: characterization. <laughs> you have no clue, right? No clue. Anyway.
1: Uh, but quite good. I, I would definitely recommend and there's like there's at least one like really long tracking shot in this that's fantastic. Oh my gosh, it's uh-huh. good. Uh but yeah, there there's so many things where you think like, oh and, and you'll even within the in the flick itself just go like, all right, I know where this is going. Nope. I know where th- okay, now I know where we're going. No you don't. It's it's gonna go it's nope, it's it's different than that. Oh, we're swerving nope. off from here. Oh well, I think I know this final thing. No, you don't. <laughs> and it it's really good that way. It's it's emotional, and, and you and you feel this woman's pain. You know, her daughter yes. dies in the, in the middle of something. In like and there's times where like, uh, you know, you see the little light at the end of the tunnel, and then it's like, well, maybe there is, maybe there isn't, and it's the whole damn ride is good. Uh, great characterizations throughout the entire thing. And I, I can't say enough enough good things about this. I, I went in thinking, oh, this is probably going to be pretty good to walking out going, this is definitely one of the best movies of the year. Go out and see it right now.
3: Yeah.
1: There's a lot of other crap you could go see. Don't go see that.
0: There's also really good stuff you could go see. But like this one, I think, is, is a definite must. Like yeah. You have to see this thing. You may end up hating it. I don't know why, but you may end up hating it. But I think you have to see this.
1: Well, you got the, and and come on, Dinklage is Dinklage, man. Gosh, he's just, he's so good. Like, I want to start hating him in something just so I can, you know, have something to just be like, well, he ain't good in everything. But then he pulls, it's like, son of a. Bitch, you're just you're just really really that good. No, he's good in everything. It's like, no, you're just really good at everything. God. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a pain in the ass that way. Like, even like even like little garbagey rolls in like X-Men where he shouldn't, like, there's no reason for that character to be good. He's great. He's freaking great. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So next week. Next week we got a lot of stuff. Uh I say a lot well. of stuff because nothing's
0: really coming out. <laughs> I mean, we're we're ostensibly going to try to watch a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a couple things that are out right now that we didn't get a chance to get around to, and uh, uh, Matt has seen Lady Bird, but I'm going to uh, give that a shot. I'm going to get around to that now. The highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes, Outpass and Toy Story was either two or three, I forget.
0: I think it was two.
1: But um, but
0: so so what that means is it has the highest number of consecutive fresh ratings crazy without an interruption by a by a negative
1: right and and as of
0: right now there's not a single one right much like toy story 2 but this one just like it has a higher aggregation of overall reviews so boom it's uh it's overtaken the spot pretty crazy
1: uh it is good so i'll be checking out that we'll give you a full full review there uh the new one uh you might not get to this but i'll definitely get to uh the last flying flag that's a new one from uh richard link man he just flag flying last flag flying did i do a little
0: i think you did flying flag back.
1: flying flag man Sorry. there you go F- flag flying that makes more <laughs> sense i'm a little dyslexic at least that's what i'll tell you is as, as far as you're concerned uh good. <laughs> also the florida project is out we're going to be checking that out i've heard a ton of good things on that one as well yep and on netflix we'll be checking out mudbound and wheelman starring your boy frank grillo who i hear may be coming back as crossbones mm-hmm.
0: oh frankie boy you thought he was gone he ain't gone.
1: he's still there
0: you know what we didn't talk about and we kind of mentioned the pre-show we we're going to talk about
1: okay let's talk about it for a minute i got a long lead up for the song here so go ahead
0: uh you want you want to talk about this infinity war trailer Oh uh,
1: dude, let me tell you, that Infinity War trailer, I'm super stoked for this thing. I I don't want to watch any more after this. This nope. is all I'm watching. Let the I've rest seen it happen. Once. And that's it. Yeah. But um, whew, it is like it is giving us everything that we want, and you just like they really should have dropped that like, you know, Saturday after Avengers <laughs> or or, or uh, Justice League rather. I
0: I do wonder uh where Hawkeye is.
1: Yeah. I saw a meme that was just like one of those in the middle not you the the little not you memes. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know. I, know I think he's I think he's there. He's gotta be there. Oh, well all. he's
0: in it because because he's a, he's part of the uh uh vanity fair shoot with the, he's got a fucking like Mohawk thing going on. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, he's yeah in I it. saw that pic. he's in the fucking
1: Mm, just listen there's eight billion people in that damn thing so you're just like well we gotta (laughs) we gotta figure it out somehow
0: i'm i'm surprised yet also kind of not that they like really put thanos on display yeah it's interesting i mean he's there i think he looks good full glory uh yeah
1: it's exciting, man. And I like and like come on I think somebody said like one of the best lines in trailer history, somebody get that man his shield. Oh and then coming oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Just take my money now. But we're gonna be So getting-
0: we'll uh we'll see.
1: Yeah. I mean coming out in May, dude, so that's that sucker's getting around here pretty darn close and uh they're rocking and rolling over there, man. Them Russo boys are gonna. Whenever they get finished with all this stuff, they are gonna have the longest vacation they've ever taken in their entire lives because they haven't stopped since Civil uh, since uh, Captain America two.
0: Yeah, I mean they're here now. They, doing, they like shooting. They they're, they they're here right now yeah. shooting the second part.
1: It hasn't stopped for like five years for those guys. <laughs> it's insane. Uh yeah. But we'll be uh, we'll be looking forward to that, man. So uh, yeah, Matt. Where else can people find you on the internet?
0: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Boyd Smith. Uh, just do that. I'm on there. Come yell at me about some stupid shit I've said.
1: Do all the stuff. Follow us on uh, follow us on Twitter at the Film Find at Adam Portress. Uh, all that kind of good stuff. Instagram, you know what it is. You know what it do. And the Film Find at filmfind.com for all your uh, Film finding needs. And uh, Hero Movie Podcast, HeroMoviePodcast.com and all that kind of good jazz. And Nerd Talk Now doing uh, live shows. Sometimes I'm doing them on Facebook. Sometimes I'm doing them on Twitch. Why don't you just go over to Facebook.com slash Nerd Talk Now. And uh, you'll find out where it goes if you throw a like up there, man. So that is it, everybody. Join us next week when we talk all kinds of fun stuff. For Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. We'll talk to you guys
0: next week. Skadoosh.